Welcome back to the break room, everybody. It's our daily show that keeps you updated on the nerdy news you need to know. Uh, coming up on today's show, live from New Rockstar's headquarters here, we're gonna get some details on a few interesting shows coming up. Uh, Daredevil Born Again, heard of it? <laughs> no, Zach, none of us have heard of it. <laughs> Penguin, the Penguins, of it. Penguin heard series, of it. heard of it? Oh, uh, oh, and we're oh, gonna um, have some fun with these new AMC theater ticket prices Sorry. as a concept, as a practice. Might have some AMC, what's it, is it the pass? What's the, the app AMC called? A-list. A, the A-list, got a couple of A-list <laughs> ticket holders here. They might have some strong thoughts on it. Uh, and then, um, of course, we're gonna dive into some kind of, it's a tiny thing, but it's a big revelation, some Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 plot detail kind of things that came out that lead to maybe some big things for our friend Rocket Raccoon. So we're gonna dive into that head first. Our good buddy, our good little furry, surly young man. Have you heard of him? Heard of him, Rocket (laughs) Raccoon? Uh, With me to do all of that and more, uh, John Costa here, who's currently fiddling with his microphone. I just turned my mic on. Hey, now you can hear him. My fault. And of course, Jessica Clemens is here. My mic's always been on. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And I'm Zach Huddleston, and we're all thrilled to be here on on a Monday. Wait, no, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Sorry. It does feel like that since <laughs> oh, we don't yeah. have episodes on Monday. Yes. Speaking of which, this is a headline later, but uh, let's just do it now. This week's episode of The Last of Us, not going to compete with the Super Bowl. Right. It's going to compete with nothing. It's coming it's out on Friday. People, uh, people having a fun Friday night It's competing plan. with the Puppy Bowl. It's competing <laughs> with the Puppy Bowl. Sorry. I think that those two things are far enough apart in demographics. <laughs> Where, you know? I watch both. Um, so if you're a fan of our Last of Us coverage on this channel, we're going to be putting out the after show for that on Friday. No normal break room episode that day. Yes. Um, I believe we're going to try to get our breakdown out on Friday, too. Ooh. TBD. TBD. Uh, of the Last of Us? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so tune in 6 p.m. Pacific, the normal time on Sunday nights. 7.30. Sorry. Oh, yeah, the show The show will air at 6 p.m. The, yeah. Sorry, the, yeah, the Last of Us will be airing at 6 p.m. Eastern. Our show. Uh, on uh, um, HBO, and then our show will be coming out immediately after, as close as we can get it there, uh, with Jessica and Brandon and Anna doing their best to analyze all the fun revelations in episode five. Implications, yeah. Implications? Episode five, if you're a fan of the games, uh, or if you're not a fan of the games, it's going to be a big one. Have you already watched I haven't seen it, but oh. I, I've played the game. Yeah, we yes, know, and, and the trailer, the trailer yeah. at the end of episode four yeah. looked pretty sick. There's going to be a lot of action. Uh, some new kinds of uh, a bloater might appear. But who dies? Ooh, we'll find out. Uh, people have been calling me a bloater all week. I don't John, <laughs> those I people are not your friend. <laughs> Maybe um, I got gas. Uh, here, let's. Uh, we've already stepped on one, but let's get into officially the headlines. There it is. John's getting some uh, you, some Dash. help from Dashiell over there on his microphone. Okay, so. Of course, this is the week leading up to the release of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Somebody on this panel saw it last night, and it was not me. Who could it be? It's not me. It's a, it's a Jessica. Jessica and Eric Voss got to go see uh, Quantumania at a very early screening. She's not going to spoil anything here. John and I still don't know what happens, and we haven't had anything spoiled. Uh, but we're continuing to get a little trickle of news, interviews, those kinds of things. It feels like every day they release three new clips. It also said the, um, the um, what is it called when you can release it finally, information embargo. about it. The embargo was the same day at 9 p.m. It was, is it oh. normally the same day as the Social premiere? Social media embargo, yeah. Yes. You could talk about it on Twitter. 
What? I did not know that. It felt like when I saw Thor Love and Thunder, they were like, give it a day. Yeah, or maybe, you had to wait a couple days. No, it was the Wakanda Forever Press junket because it was uh, way before the uh, other things. Yes, they time. said yeah. if things have spoilers in them, please hold them for a couple weeks. Okay, it maybe mm, I will. Okay. spoil them. I'm, getting, I'm new to the and, going to early screens. And, 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 and Jessica and all of us here at New Rock Stars would not be spoiling anything for <laughs> you, even if we were allowed to, because that's how much we value it. Kang dies. No, get it. You gave me $100. I, I will tell 110, you though, she might, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, in an interview with Marvel.com, the writer of the film, Jeff Levinus, uh, said that the quantum realm is like the basement of the multiverse. So nice. Which I, I like that as a metaphor. He said, it's this connected limbo outside of space and time. Now, that's not normally how I define basements, but. <laughs> that's my basement. That's a witch's basement. <laughs> oh, no. That's a witch's basement. <laughs> Don't get lost in Jessica's basement. <laughs> I, I this quote there. made me so happy. For so long, everyone was sort of like, are there multiple quantum realms in different universes? Is it all the same thing? What does the TVA have to do with all this? Him saying, like, it's the basement of the multiverse, super helpful. It seems yeah. like there's one quantum realm. Um, I haven't seen the movie yet. Um, and it kind of seems like that might be where the TVA is well, situated. Have we already talked about the featurette? Have you guys already talked about the featurette? Are we allowed to talk about the featurette? Talk about the featurette. The featurette, at the very beginning of the featurette, in the first eight seconds, Gentora says, mm. uh, you came from the same place as him above. And it's interesting with that, because it's like, the what, the kitchen? Like When you're in the multiverse, like, I, I guess maybe this is explained in the movie, but like, do the people, or do the people that live in the quantum realm understand that- They're tiny? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's what we talk about in Inside Marvel this week. Okay. We actually Ooh. get into it. We ask, Tune in. like, what is the people in the multiverse to everything else, or in the quantum realm to everything else? Yes. I love Tune that. in on Thursday for Inside Marvel yeah. this week. Uh, Eric, uh, Jessica, and MT are going to be diving into that. Um, in other Marvel news, Vincent D'Onofrio, <laughs> once and forever <laughs> our kingpin, uh, has shared some thoughts on the upcoming Daredevil Born Again. Uh, He's doing this on Twitter. Vincent D'Onofrio, again, with Giancarlo Esposito and a couple other people, is just like always good for some quotes. Yeah. Loves to talk about his projects, gives good quotes, always enthusiastic. He's I follow a big two fan. people on Twitter. It's Vincent D'Onofrio and James Gunn. And that's pretty much <laughs> what a lonely it keeps timeline. That timeline no, it's, that timeline's going, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. They, they fill it up, don't they? Uh, but he had this to say about the series it's going to be very, very cool. Thank you. I'm glad that we got two varies in there. Uh, very different than the Netflix show, which, as we know, was amazing. Yet this is brand new and really smart. We are going to surprise everyone with it. And yes, it's going to be really cool. He's reaffirming the really cool part he of it. He is everyone's stepdad. <laughs> but like, oh, good no. stepdad. oh, no. Like stepdad, He's like, everyone's no. stepdad. He's like, it's going to be it's gonna be lit? Is that what people say? <laughs> oh, my God. We're like, I also, we've been getting so, I, I can't wait. Maybe, maybe the Super Bowl? I don't know if we know. Hmm. But we've been getting so many, like, quotes from even Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio about cast that are also coming. And I'm like, I need something. I need a little teaser. I need, yeah, like, a, a photo. A photo, mm. concept, or anything. Anything. Because I keep getting these little messages and I'm like, I know it's cool. I know it's going to be cool. I love Daredevil, but please just give yes. me a little bit I more. I don't think they've started shooting yet, so I wouldn't expect oh! to see And this is a 2024 so, release, yeah. probably? Yeah. How's it going to be 2024 when they haven't started? They have like 20 episodes. I don't know the rules. Oh yeah, that's right. It's going to be a long <laughs> one. And they might break that up. It might be like Andor where they do like 10 mm -hmm. and then wait 8 months and do another 10 or something mm -hmm. like that. But um, yeah, we're excited. Again, it has been a dry spell for Disney Plus trailers. 
We're waiting oh, on yeah. some. Uh, not to step on. We're about to talk a little bit more about Super Bowl stuff. But like, we're waiting on more Secret Invasion news. We're yeah. waiting on Loki season two trailers. I mean, word on the street, we're not getting a Secret Invasion trailer at the Super Bowl. Eric and I were just talking earlier today. Like, they usually do some kind of like. Here's right. six shows on Disney Plus yes. in one thing. Maybe we'll get something like that. But man, what we it, did get some new Loki images, which we'll talk about in a second. But I was like, "What's expect? Do we know what's expected?" From yeah, and we we have a quick rundown. Or go ahead, Quant uh, for Marvel, Quantumania. Okay, obviously, yeah. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Sounds sounds like that's coming. Okay. and then maybe the Marvels. Oh, I which hope. I would be very excited. I hope. I, apparently, oh. the footage that they showed at Comic Con was like some of people's favorite oh. footage. Also, that is that's pretty unprecedented in recent history for Marvel to not only release because like Quantumania still hasn't come out, right? So not even talking about the next movie, Guardians. They're talking about two movies from now. Right. Oh my god. I hope. They never do that. I hope yeah. it's the Marvels. It is. They've been doing this cadence of like a six month thing. So yeah. we're we're right in that period of time, six yeah. months out from from the Marvels, mm -hmm. but. You're right. They did kind of put this Ant-Man movie in a weird spot where the Super Bowl is a week before this movie comes out. They've already done so much marketing for it, mm -hmm. so maybe yeah. they're ready to move on to the and next again, thing. The, with no sign of any Disney Plus Marvel shows coming, we still have a release date for Secret Invasion, so it's probably, it's almost certainly not February. Like, we're fingers crossed. Maybe we start getting it in March, I've April? Heard, I've heard May. May! I've heard uh, May. Feed us! awful. Feed us, Disney Considering Plus! Loki is supposed to come out this summer too. Does that mean that's not coming out until August? Mm. Isn't there what Marvel one's coming out May fifth? Okay, well, we can keep going. Oh, so. that's Guardians is, is the beginning. Guardians, of May. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get two. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Okay. But um, okay. So speaking of which, though, we did get some new shots from Loki and a new ad uh, from Disney Plus and Hulu. Actually, Eric Voss is breaking down those shots. Uh, this there's one this of them. image uh, that was in see. the that was in the D twenty three trailer that they showed. Mm -hmm. um, I love that <laughs> my headcanon for this is that like Loki shows up at the TVA, everything's been reset, and he has to like now run around and explain to people that the timekeepers aren't real and all this to is the In the first episode, one. he's just kind of like running around the TVA, being like, "Look, it's fake." Do you think? Do you think to do that, he just pulls out his phone and shows them all the episodes of season one? <laughs> You're right. He sits him down <laughs> in front of a couch. It's like there's a guy eating an apple. Okay, but that guy is not the same. Um, yeah, and, and uh, there were some other images shared as well. Again, Eric Voss will be doing a breakdown. Oh, this, so that's, blurry, a, that's a blurry, blurry image. Of, he's like swinging like a, a dagger or, or like some kind of staff or something like that. Uh, yeah, again, Eric will find a thousand details on that, enough to fill nine minutes of a video. I'm excited to watch that. Should be out on the channel shortly if it's not already. Um, and then in other news, in the director's commentary for Wakanda Forever, which again, the digital release of that, it's out on Disney Plus as of the first of this month. It's out on Disney Plus. You can buy it on like Amazon or Apple or whatever yeah, 4K it is. 4K and all that kind of stuff. And the Blu-ray is that maybe comes next out next week. Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Or something like that. Um, so there's a lot of kind of content around those releases coming out, including director Ryan Coogler revealed that a shot of Chadwick Boseman at the end of the movie was cut from uh, the f first Black Panther movie. Yeah, you know, there's that montage at the end of the movie. Um, this this one in particular. I guess uh, Kugler said it was like one of his favorite shots from that mm. first Black Panther movie, and they couldn't find a place for it. In the um, movie, in the first one, it's just him walking in. You never see the front of him. He just walks in, and mm. it cuts to the goats in the field. Um, so I don't know why they didn't put that. 
because it's like you show his back, you can just show his front. They were they're focusing on the goats. <laughs> yeah. And also to be fair, it's like right after star. Killmonger dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't like... want like a smiley king. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. My cousin's dead. It's I cool. mean, my, my friend always had a joke about like uh, deleted scenes on DVDs or whatever that like it's kind of like the chef coming out of the kitchen at a restaurant being like, here's, here's the, the spaghetti, yeah, here's yeah. spaghetti with meatballs, and here's all the ingredients that didn't make sense in it. It's like, yeah, you don't want those. Like, you got to go with, with whatever you have. But it is, hey, we'll take any extra footage we can get. Speaking of things that are coming out on the channel soon. Yes. Jessica's yeah. breakdown, re-breakdown. We found a bunch of new Easter eggs. She yeah. found a bunch of new Easter eggs. I think it's this week. Do we know when that's coming out? This week. Oh, Sometime this week. I thought week. it was today, but I think today my menu breakdown came out. It's Ooh. so all-encompassing and all-inclusive. We're giving it to the editors for a little extra time. I, they need it. Is, it's a lot of stuff that I feel so bad what, that they had to... What's your <laughs> guesstimate on how long that video is going to be? It shouldn't be too long. I did this thing where I say 250 words per minute, allegedly, from what <laughs> Riley Holy said. Cow. So I divided it, and it's around like 18, 20 oh. minutes. <laughs> 250 words a minute. I yeah, wish I could type that fast. speed, and uh, it'll yeah, feel yeah, like a regular yeah. video. <laughs> that's yeah. right. <laughs> That's right. Ooh, very excited for that uh, video. Um, speaking of future Marvel properties, director Matt Shackman, who helmed a lot of WandaVision, yep. um, shared that, uh, and he, he's going to be directing the Fantastic Four film, he shared that it's going to start filming in early 2024. They better hurry up. They better hurry well, up. Well, I mean, if it's going to shoot in, you know, roughly a year from now, they better announce some cast at some well, point. We did this show what a week ago, two weeks ago. That was sort of like what we're the biggest mysteries. Yeah, we're excited for announcements coming up. That was our number one, the cast for uh, Fantastic Four, and it does seem like it's going to happen this year, which is great. And There's rumors flying all over the internet. Yes. I don't believe any of them. And and maybe even if they even if it is cast already, and again, it's such a big intense thing to shoot one of these Marvel movies. These people got to clear their calendar out, right? Like they got to do on, six months of you got to start training breast and, and broccoli, and getting ripped or whatever. Or if you're playing Ben Grimm, you got to gain like four hundred pounds. <laughs> you, know, you know who um, the rumor is to play Ben Grimm, and this is how I know it's not real. Is David Diggs? No way, that'd be fun. <laughs> no, that'd be fun. So, so he's I kind like of a smaller Diggs. man, isn't yeah, he? Well, no, they're doing it. Yeah, doesn't matter. He's gonna be what? That hair on a brick. Yeah, that's also the thing. Famously bald. So. Hey, maybe it's already been cast, and maybe they're just waiting to get some of these other Marvel projects out of the way because they don't want to overshadow well, Quantumania. They don't like have that. a movie coming out in the second half of the year, you know, so they've got to mm. kind of stay yeah. in the. Well, but news maybe cycle. That, that'll be their big news right. pops later, right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, onto DC news, Colin Farrell has done some interviews. Of course, he's uh, Oscar nominated Colin Farrell for Banshees of yep. Insurin. Uh, a fun, a fun laugh a minute. Riot Fest on you can watch on HBO Max now. I I don't like Martin McDonough, but this is that's a separate conversation oh, wow. for another Wait, episode. We're talk about really? that later. Yeah, I don't enjoy any of his oh, work, but um, I, I love Colin Farrell though. Very talented actor and loved his portrayal of Penguin in the Batman. But he was talking about that series and he's uh, he said that um, the show will be eight episodes. It's the first time we heard of an episode length for that, and it will take place one week after the mm -hmm. events of the Batman and kind of be yeah. about the Penguin kind of rising up to take Carmine mm -hmm. Falcone's right. position. Right, there's a power vacuum Didn't in we, Gotham. We talked about this before and how it would be like the water, the flood would still all be there. Right? And mm. he's just like in the middle of it. He is a Penguin. <laughs> That's his place, Okay, go yeah. to the next headline. I hate that. Uh, yeah, no. I hate that. Um, uh, the Hollywood Reporter is... I want to play the Penguin's son in something. Stop. <laughs> penguin, penguin Jr.? Penguin Jr., yeah. Uh, Ken John. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Ken John. 
Hollywood Reporter is saying James Gunn will likely direct Superman Legacy. Yeah. Now that, in, as part of his announcement, he mentioned he had been writing it. Yeah. Right? He'd been writing so, it. There were some directors that were talked about uh, last week during the announcements that were not attached to projects. I think like, um, I can't remember who they are now. Obviously James Mangold is, is doing Swamp Thing, but there yeah. were a couple other people. And so people were saying like, oh, maybe you won't do Superman. Maybe he's going to focus on, you know, seeing this slate through and then once it's in motion, he'll he'll pick up a, a movie. But it sounds like he's going to write it. Uh, he is writing it. it. sounds like he's going to direct it too. Yeah. Which is interesting, right? Do I think know? like I've I've been... Seeing a lot of people online saying, I don't want to see a James Gunn Superman movie. And I think, like, directors, especially as talented as James Gunn, are good enough to be doing things that are not necessarily... I don't. It's not going to be another Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, movie. Yeah, he can be flexible. Right? I right? think that's what they're nervous about is the Guardians, the Peacemaker. And I was like, I think he's also really good at writing... Uh, in, Comedy words, the voice of reason for a, a crazier world outside. So I think Superman will be the straight man while everyone else is like crazy around him. Yeah. And I think I would love, I think James Gunn is really good at doing grounded characters. And I think this is the most grounded character you need to do. I mean, honestly, he he gives, I, I personally feel the most empathy I felt toward any character in the previous, you know, 10 years of DC mm -hmm. were some of those characters in the Suicide Squad. Yep. Mm. And I feel similarly about, we, we're doing this, we're having a discussion about Rocket in a minute. He's a fucking raccoon, you know? <laughs> and like, we care really deeply about this character who's just a raccoon, Technically not a, a raccoon. Technically not a raccoon. You're right. I, well, we'll find <laughs> Squirrel out. Squirrel raccoon. Um, you know, and I, I do think like, he doesn't get enough credit for the moments where we cry in yeah, those movies. Absolutely. And, and just because those are often attached to a little furry creature or a sentient tree doesn't mean that he couldn't get that same kind of pathos right. out of Kal-El. Which whatever. has been missing, honestly. Yeah, for me, in this Cavill version of Superman, it's been missing a little bit of, ironically, humanity. Um, well, and, it, and it's always a challenge with Superman. He's a literal Superman. Right. He's greater than mm -hmm. us. So how to make that character sympathetic, I think, is a really fun challenge for yeah. James Gunn, right? Um, if it, he makes me cry over Superman, then I'd be like, wow. He's gonna. Oh, he's got gonna be me. some got, tears. Uh, while we're talking DC, I just want to draw attention to Jessica's mug here. Uh, this is a brand new product <laughs> available in, at Nerd Riot uh, Dodge Shop, our merch store. <laughs> I love this uh, mug Based so on much. one of our all-time great thumbnails um, that became a meme, Does He Know, with kind of a Paul Dano. Uh, I love it. I love the, what is this kind of art? It's I perfect. I can't. It, I can't. It's kind of impressionistic. I don't know. I don't know, John. How would we define that? And then, Copyright uh, uh, <laughs> avoidance. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. And then I'm kind of the other great um, meme uh, from our thumbnails. What was he cooking with? Kind of a, an impressionistic uh, Thanos there over his pot. Uh, one of the other great uh, meme thumbnails from New Rockstars in the last uh, couple it is years. Crazy that a thumbnail that I made in Photoshop three years ago is now on a mug. Hey! Did Brandon come up with this one? Uh, uh, I think this might have been or before Brandon this one. Or maybe as a Brandon mic, did a lot of those you know, these, these two memes, especially the Does He Know, kind of grew, grew way beyond new rock stars. Like, the WWE was tweeting yeah. Does He Know, right? Like, these things go way beyond just the fans of our channel. And so we thought it'd be really fun just to kind of commemorate that by making some special limited edition mugs with the memes on it. Uh, John, of course, has our previous cool, <laughs> cool mug, the mandatory fun mug. Um, uh... Also a limited edition fun thing to drink out of. So hey, you know, if you're 
that guy gets dirty. If you already got one of those, right. and he's in the sink, boom. You gotta, you gotta have some new mugs. You got, you got a family that drinks coffee. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I put my oatmeal in a coffee mug. It's like nice to. I mean, you don't just use your coffee mug for coffee. No, I got coffee here. I got oatmeal. <laughs> yeah. and all the, like I'm trying to come up with excuses for people this, to buy more than one mug. This can be your soup mug. That's, that's your that's macaroni right. and cheese that's mug. Exactly that's right. your coffee mug. <laughs> Um, bring this, if you brought into this... I am a single man, Jessica. <laughs> what are you, expecting to own bowls? Come on. Um, if, if, also, you bring this into your office, there's going to be some people at the office... That's right. That it's going to start some conversations. Right. You're going to be what is up with that mug? And then you're going to explain the whole mythos of New Rockstar. Uh, it'll be a blast. Um, and we real quick want to shout out some folks that helped us bring this episode, all we, all, this whole week of episodes of The Break Room to you. Uh, hey, it's 2023. And we're fortunate enough not to be dealing with variants of megalomaniac villain that exists across space and time. Unfortunately, we do have our own terror out here, and that terror is, is high phone bills, mm. right? That That is, um, that is the Thanos K of real K life. Kang or Thanos might be behind uh, AT&T or Verizon Ooh. or anything. I use, um, side note, I used Rocket Money, and Rocket Money told me what bills are insanely too high, and it's my phone, phone bill. bill. Ooh! It's my phone oh, no. bill. My phone bill is number one. Thank you, other sponsor, Rocket Money, <laughs> yeah, for sorry, pointing sorry. out that, <laughs> that we should get on board with Mint. Mobile is the sponsor of today's episode. Mint Mobile was the first company to sell premium wireless service online only. You order from home and save a bunch of money uh, with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. $15 a month is so cheap. Loki high key, this is the best business model. Yeah. For, like, who the hell is walking into a phone store in 2023? I mean, maybe there's some people out there, but like, it's I'm not fun. It all online anyways. It's never a great experience. And we have multiple staff members that have switched to Mint Mobile, including uh, a few of our editors and producers. They all love it. They save a bunch of money. They got to keep their phone. They got to keep their phone number. All their contacts, your photos, your apps, whatever that's on your phone, you're not switching phones, you're just switching service. Uh, and they save a ton of money. They offer premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month by going online only. They don't have stores. They, they cut out that middleman. They get to pass those savings on to you. Uh, all their plans start with unlimited talk and text. High-speed data delivered on the nation's you can get largest talk 5G. Text. You can get unlimited text for 15 bucks. Hey, man. Try it out, John. Get on board, dude. Oh, wow. 15 bucks a month. Come on. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan uh, and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash breakroom. That's mintmobile.com slash breakroom. How much does it cost? Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month, right. John, at mintmobile.com slash breakroom. That not only helps you out, saves you some money. It really helps out our show. We appreciate Mint Mobile for sponsoring us. And then... Hey guys, it's February. It's it's a lot of stuff. It's Black History Month. It's um, mm. probably a twelfth of the population's birthday, but it's also Factor February up in here. Okay, that's right. Uh, there's nothing worse uh, than uh, wrapping up a long day at work only to face a long night of cooking dinner. Our friends at Factor are here to help you out. Save time and money and energy uh, with Factor's ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. We are all big fans of Factor. They are legitimately very tasty little. Meals, they come fully prepared. You don't got to dice. You don't got to saute. You don't got to do anything. You kind of pull them out of the box. You throw them in the microwave, and you're eating tasty food. Mm -hmm. uh, and you don't got to go to the grocery store. You don't got to worry about, oh, I'm out of olive oil. Or, oh, no, my last eggs. My Ice. eggs. Eggs are like 200 bucks now. Uh, they have meals that are keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, high protein, 
They're all prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. You have all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And I will say, Factor meals are healthy. That doesn't have to be your only reason to get them. I think we all kind of want to eat healthy. Whether you have a specific kind of health journey that you're on or not, you know what I mean? It's just you can rest easy that this is not like a gross kind of sodium-filled, bad, ready-to-eat meal. Yeah. It's one that's good for you, whether you're busy or you're trying to eat good, whatever. It doesn't matter. What's that one with the penguin on the front? The TV dinner? John Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> if you see a John Jr. TV dinner... Out. Run away, my friends! <laughs> Do not eat it. Does that mean he made it, or does that mean he's in it? We don't know. <laughs> oh, no, uh, God. Get Factor and enjoy time. clean eating without the hassle. Uh, choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals. Uh, head to fat factormeals.com slash breakroom50, 50, and use code breakroom50 to get 50% off your first box. Uh, that's code breakroom50, 50, at factormeals.com slash breakroom50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that helps us out, and it really helps you out. We appreciate I, you, Factor. I was trying to pull up uh, an email I got this morning. Uh, my first Factor box got delivered to my house today. Ooh, yeah, yeah. and I think uh, a couple of us are getting uh, those deliveries, and so uh, tomorrow maybe we can even we'll report, report back, back on how tasty those bad boys yeah. were. I forgot my lunch uh, at home today. Really, I'm starving currently. I ate some Funyuns, and that's about it. Oh, no, uh, John. With Factor, stuff like that, I'll usually just bring five of them in on a Monday so that I never forget, that. I never forget my lunch. It's or great. Or for people that eat like me and you don't eat at all because you just forget to eat, you just throw that's that right in the meal. Waiting. You it's, have to. It's you bad just, to skip, it's it's bad to skip meals. That's I'm right. I'm so bad about it. When that. I get hangry, guys, I mean, I'm normally just a charming blast. Well, but when I'm hangry, they can attest. I'm no fun. Uh, back Zach, to Zach came into the office on a weekend to eat a meal that's that he had right. I left something in the fridge and it was tasty, so I came back to him on a Saturday. Is the, that is the definition of Zach as a person. Uh, very excited to try out Factor the rest this week. Um, hey, back to some headlines. Nine minutes of gameplay footage from Jedi Survivor has been released. Uh, this is the much-anticipated... Sequel to uh, Jedi... Fallen Order. Fallen Order, thank you. Um, and that got delayed about a month. I think it's coming out in yeah. April now. It was originally going to be coming out in March. Uh, so we're really excited to watch this footage. And then again, when the game comes out, we'll probably have some content about it on yeah. the channel. Tommy I, plays the game. I think yeah. Brandon also plays Fallen Order. I didn't, I have not I didn't play the, that game. I haven't played it yet. I own it. Uh, haven't played it. Love that for everyone you. Says, everyone says Cal Kestis is like their favorite Jedi yes. ever. Mm -hmm. People are dying yeah. for him to get into live action yeah. somehow. Yeah. Um, and then, as John might have mentioned this, right, uh, big weekend stuff happening this weekend, right? Uh, the Last of Us will be coming out on Friday. Our content around it will also be coming out on Friday. Uh, that also means, uh, oh, oh, and that is because the Super Bowl is on Sunday. Now, we're getting these trailers coming out in the Super Bowl. We know at least a handful of the confirmed ones. Maybe there will be some like surprises. 12 hot yes. trailers. And, and you mentioned the Marvel ones. Yeah. There's also The Flash. There's also um, Fast 10. Transformers, uh, Rise Transformers, of the Beast. Uh, Dial of Destiny, Indiana yeah. Jones. Maybe Little a couple Mermaid. others. Little Mermaid, a yes. Um, so there's a lot to talk about. So we are going to try to go live after the Super Bowl here at the break room Sunday evening to react to all of these fun trailers. Yeah. So tune in, watch the big game, go over to your friend's house, eat a lot of delicious dips, 
whatever, and then click over and watch us react to some yeah, of these trailers. When you're even... spending 45 minutes in the bathroom after eating all that crappy <laughs> food, just pull up the breaker. We might even react to the 12 Breaking Bad trailer. <laughs> Breaking Bad has been in the Super Bowl commercials for almost 19 years. Bless them. They need to Wild. stop. Wild. Stop uh, them. They're they selling their tequila or whatever. Yeah. So hey, um, uh, he said this is the last time he's ever going to portray Walter White in this commercial. That's a fucking he's a lie. liar. I he's know. If they, if they if they throw the bag at you, you got to put on the ball cap. Um, <laughs> and then lastly, this is a really fun, a weird, a strange headline. I wouldn't call this fun at all. Okay, not fun. It's it's just weird and strange. I'm mad. AMC, the biggest theater chain in North America, has announced that they will be changing their seat pricing, creating three different pricing options based on where the seat is in the theater. Uh, you got standard sight line, seats that are the most common in auditoriums and are available for the traditional cost of a ticket. You got value sight line, seats in the front row of the auditorium as well as selected ADA seats in each auditorium. That's like uh, uh, disabilities yeah, uh, access They're ones. making them pay more? No, they're making Less. them cheaper. They're okay. making them cheaper. Oh, okay, good. Oh, and, good. and they're lower priced than standard sight line. And then preferred sight line Seats in the middle of the auditorium that are priced at a premium to standard sightline seats. Okay, uh, now, AMC Stubbs A-list members will be able to reserve seats in the preferred sightline no. section and no additional cost. Uh -uh. That benefits you guys. Just ever, okay, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get everyone to get AMC stub list because also the tickets already are sixteen ninety nine a ticket. I went and saw a movie mm. at seven p.m. So a normal expensive. time with Tommy. I paid for his ticket sixteen ninety nine. He paid me. You back. paid for his ticket? No, no, we, we I just paid Junior for because I had no, no, stop, okay, no, Tommy's fine. I'm paying with Junior. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just covered it because I, I had the app. But it was like our tickets for AMC list is twenty five dollars a month, three movies a week. Yeah, no, Look, it's, it's I, the value of AMC A list is uh, we don't need to talk about it, right? It is yeah, it is yeah. a great value. It, yeah, if you have an AMC nearby and you go to movies more than like two times a month, yeah. it's totally worth it. But charging more money for seats in the it's middle dirty. of a theater is so well, gross. The only thing I will say, I I don't hate this idea only because a let's say you're a little strapped for cash. Even if it's a not sold out movie, you could save money by sitting in the front row. Also, if you're the kind of person that doesn't care where you sit, you could save money by sitting in the very beginning or the very front, the very back. But if you're a person that values the experience, I will say, I sometimes pay more to go to a theater where they don't play as many commercials, where, oh, you know, it is a, a little bit better sound or a little bit, we all pay more for IMAX when we go to IMAX. So why There's a value add there, Why wouldn't right? you pay more if you knew you could get one of the best seats so in the theater? how are you going to do this when Regal's going down? You know, <laughs> we don't have a choice right. anymore. It, it, it just feels consumer unfriendly, uh, right? I, I see where your AMC marketing And do you feel the same brain. way about airline tickets? Do you feel like you shouldn't pay more for a an exit row or for a little bit more level? I do, I do feel that way. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. only feel that way as I a I mean, look person. at, like, right, you got Beyonce's tickets for her tour are out now. And the tickets for those, like, Beyonce inner circle are, like, a thousand bucks. Over. Like, that's wild to me. And I mean, there's people that will pay that. The difference between a floor seat at a Beyonce concert and a nosebleeds at a Beyonce concert is way bigger than the difference between well, the middle I, we seat. Don't, we you know don't what know. I'm what if it's, it's just a like, it's like, What if it's a dollar no, difference? Right? We don't know the. We don't know the I'm exact upset. Tiers. I like okay. this is this is a healthy conversation though about it. It's I'm for it. I or yeah. not for the rise of the price, but <laughs> I'm for the conversation of marketing. Yes, uh, and hey. As we're just in general fans of going to the theater. Yeah. 
all movie theaters still struggling, right? They've had a rough couple years. If I will, I would also make the argument, even if this isn't the best thing for fans, if this somehow helps theaters stay open, eh, you know, we we'll just see. Make the only time I, <laughs> me, and, me and JB are, oh, we're, we're okay, going to open our own theater on Hollywood Boulevard. Anyways, um, the only way I will be happy with this is if I'm buying a Marvel ticket mm -hmm. at, you know, midnight or 6 a.m. or whatever on the day the tickets come out and it's the opposite of what it is now which is like all of the good oh, seats are taken yes. and all of the shitty seats are still there if i can buy if it helps me get a better ticket i'm all for it but i don't expect that to be it the case won't. right yeah. i just expect me paying more money for the thing that i already have well okay yeah and and i think like we might revisit this because i think this is a really interesting conversation as jessica pointed out and maybe we want to get tommy and brandon and some other folks to come on the show get their opinions <laughs> now okay forget those guys uh no Brandon's in the other room. We can grab him. Don't, don't, don't threaten me with a good time. Um, <laughs> hey, let's get into this Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's talk time. about it. Let's talk about it. So uh, Marvel just put out a new synopsis for this film. We're expecting a trailer on Sunday. Very excited. Um, and the synopsis makes me very sad. Uh, here, here it is in full. In Marvel Studios Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, our beloved band of misfits are, setting, are settling into life on nowhere, but it isn't long before their lives are upended by the echoes of Rocket's turbulent past. We sort of know that, like, it seems like Adam Warlock is going to kind of come and attack uh, nowhere, probably sent by the High Evolutionary. Um, Peter Quill, still reeling from the loss of Gamora, must rally his team around him on a dangerous mission to, and this is the kind of the big quote, to save Rocket's life. A mission that, if not completed successfully, could quite possibly lead to the end of the Guardians as we know them. So here's the thing. That kind of leads us down a couple of paths. To save Rocket's life, I think like a lot of people watched that trailer and were sort of like, oh, Rocket's going to die. But it didn't seem like that was going to be the plot of the movie, right? Mm. It seemed like that might have been a consequence of the plot of the movie. We, we speculated multiple characters might Drax die, is right? definitely yes. not going to make it out of the movie. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but this, this line of like, to save Rocket's life, gives us more of an insight into what they're going to be doing during the course of this movie. We know the high evolutionaries in this film, the person who like theoretically created Rocket. Um, I think there's two paths, and I want to talk about both of them. One path is high evolutionaries running around the galaxy, either like kidnapping people that he considers to be his creations or whatever, and like if, if Rocket perhaps escaped, he's like bringing him back, you... you belong here on counter-earth or wherever they are or this other problem of like you know we saw in the first guardians of the galaxy movie rockets back and it was like kind of gnarly it had all these like, like sort of little metal cybernetic implants kind of right yeah. um we also see a shot in the trailer where like there's more of his implants kind of poking through. It looks like he's like deteriorating a little bit. You could argue maybe that's just because he's gotten roughed up a little bit, but we haven't seen that happen in previous movies. So I think the second possibility is something about these implants is killing Rocket, mm. right? He has a short shelf life. He was experimented on. The experiments are failing. They only had a certain you know amount of uh, technology breaks down over time, right? And like, what if this story is going to be Rocket needing to find the High Evolutionary in order to like fix himself? And there's going to be this weird kind of like, you know, battle between Rocket wanting to find the High Evolutionary to fix himself and the High Evolutionary coming after the Guardians and coming after Rocket to kind of like clean up his mistakes yeah. or whatever it and, is. And I, I kind of want to go back. So your yeah. first thing, so like 
you're saying kind of the two potentials there that got to save Rocket's life. Either because save him from the high evolutionary killing him, yeah. or save him by getting to the high evolutionary right. to get a cure right. or some kind of Which aid, like right? a fun, we haven't seen, we haven't really seen a Marvel movie where the heroes need to go find the villain in order to save the world, right? We got that a little bit in Endgame where they need to go find Thanos and they chop his head off and they think that, you know, it's that doesn't really do anything. A red herring, yeah. Um, but I like this idea of like the main character, or one of the main characters of the movie needing to actively seek out a villain and the like weird situation that that puts everyone else in. Yeah. I think that would also play in line, like we know Adam Warlock and the High Evolutionary are going to be some kind of antagonists in this movie. We don't know that they're aligned. They could That's be true. separate, right? Adam Warlock could just be coming from Aisha right. and, and all the gold people, right? And like it's a totally separate issue dealing with the high evolutionary. Right? And we, we suspect the high evolutionary, right, is going to have a longer life in the MCU than, I'm sorry, we suspect that Adam Warlock is going to have a longer life in the MCU than the high evolutionary, potentially being on the side of the Guardians or on the side of the Avengers in the future, maybe. Mm. Um, so like, you know, does, does Adam Warlock become an ally by the end of this film? You know, if Rocket is a, if Rocket is a creation of the High Evolutionary, which we highly suspect, if Adam Warlock is a creation of the High Evolutionary, which we're starting to suspect, like, does that put them on the same side against this common enemy? And that's how you can mm. kind of get them to work oh, interesting. together. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. Uh, I, I like, and then I want to revisit your second thing. They have to chase down the High Evolutionary. They have to chase him down for a cure or something like that. Right. Shades of... Mighty, For Mighty Thor, Jane Foster, suffering from cancer yeah, a, little a little bit, bit, like a little bit of race against the clock kind of a thing yeah. that is kind of heavy and relatable, but James Gunn has said this is kind of a tearjerker movie, right? And then I think, you know, that puts Rocket in this really interesting position as a character of like, can I save myself and not potentially harm my friends, mm -hmm. right? He, if he needs to get to the High Evolutionary in order to save himself, what does that mean for the rest of the Guardians of the Galaxy? They have to come against this huge foe. And is he going to have to make this choice of like, you know, maybe I don't live through this movie uh, in order to keep my friends safe. Uh, you, you could know. certainly see a scenario. He's trying to sacrifice himself to save them. They're trying to sacrifice like, themselves to save him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just of those two options, right? The kidnapping versus this maybe like they have to go get something mm -hmm. from the high evolutionary. Do you fall on one side or the other? Um, I'm listening because I'm not trying to spoil anything. Oh! Oh, we might get some of these characters showing up no, in no, Ant-Man no, and the Wasp Quantum Mania. I never said that. Oh. Um, okay, probably not. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Well, don't spoil anything. Yeah, I'm not don't gonna. Don't spoil anything. Uh, yeah. Well, in a hypothetical situation in which you did not know <laughs> what happens in Quantumania. <laughs> I think that, I, I, I think John answered a lot of it, mm. uh, of just being like, them searching for the high evolutionary to fix Rocket. And I agree with that. And offline, I will tell you guys. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, because you know, it feels too it feels too easy. It feels too convenient to be like, "Hey, we kidnapped Rocket Raccoon, and now it's like the Guardians have to go save Rocket." Yeah. Wow, they have to go find Gamora and like get her involved again. It's like that seems a little kind of like 
convenient, but also repetitive. And also, where where has he been? Why kidnap him now right. and not in the last two movies, right? right? Uh, I think that's a really good point. I also said, now I don't know, this could play in any of these theories, but like a franchise that started these characters met in prison. I do like the idea You're of them right. ending back that. in prison, prison together. Break. Right? Super fun. And so, but that could be either way. That could be like, you know, you could see a scenario, Rocket kind of breaks off on his own. He's like, I don't want to drag you guys into this. He seeks out the high evolutionary, who then, with bad intent, kidnaps you know, is not like he's going to, he's not a good guy. He's not just going to cure a rocket and send him on his way. Right. And they have to go kind of save right. him from that. And that, that gets complicated because that may not lead to a cure, right? And like, I think Rocket has shown that kind of like, fuck you guys, I'm going to go off on my own side of him in the past. I can't think of a specific example, but like, that feels very intrinsic to he's, Rocket. He's sullen. He right. can be he's a little like, surly. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I don't need you. Uh, I'm going to go solve my problem by myself. Stay out of my business a little yeah, bit. I I'll take totally my little tree with me, and uh, yeah. you guys will deal with your own self. Yeah, I I like both of these. And honestly, you could see the like dramatic potential. Both of these could be really powerful storytelling things, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this whole, like, the the, the one of the overarching themes of the Guardians movies is this family is is how you find yourself, you know, in the groups that you find yourself in. It's not necessarily who you were born into. In fact, often the people you're born to are not are, very nice are, to you yeah, or whatever, right? It's your Replacing adopting. your eyes with cybernetic, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, Or, or our weird planet gods that only want to harvest right. you or whatever, Absolutely. right? And it's, and it's your found family that's like, you know, your deepest connection. And so like this idea of like, ah, oh, maybe a, you know, one of those people is sick and like doesn't want to drag the family down, but the family's like, no, 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 like we want to be there for you in your hard times or whatever. And I can you see an ending of this movie where like somehow Rocket removes the cybernetic implants in him that allow him to, to talk, talk and, and all that kind of stuff? Shoot guns. And we have a character like Cosmo. <laughs> who can oh. talk with a different piece of technology. We don't know where that tech has come from. Ooh. Like, isn't that kind of a, a resolution that we could see, Very right? Like, like what I'm if, giving this up, but I'm also kind of and, getting and, some of it back. And we also know he gets connected with Lila, the, the cute little yeah. otter kind of girlfriend maybe character. Maybe a flashback, maybe not. True. But maybe they like both kind of get their implants removed and then just go get to live <laughs> little furry little It becomes a Disney, uh, a <laughs> yeah. Disney Channel Personal, show. As someone from the Pacific Northwest, I can tell you right now, otters and raccoons do not get along. <laughs> <They're not friends. laughs> they are not friends. As soon as the little raccoons wash their hands in the water, the otters <laughs> run them down. <laughs> um, but I also, yeah, I just imagine that once you take out their implants, they just go back to being... Yeah, I mean, they probably lose their memories and all that Because even the baby, the baby rockets and the little trailer, they were like, they had their little implants, yeah. but I assume when you take those out, they just go back to being oh, feral yeah. animals. Maybe. I do like, you know, it is, it is a fun choice to be that, you know the plot seems to be swirling around Rocket in this third movie, right? That he's kind of like the heart of the group that they are like struggling. And it kind of makes sense, right? Like even though he's like this very unusual creature who's not like human or humanoid even, like. Also, he's the only one that survived other than, uh, not Gamora, um, the sister, Nebula. Oh, the the Uh, the blip. Yeah, that's right. It was just those two. So it's like, we've been following those two technically, or well, him the longest because she wasn't there in the first movie. So it's like, or well, she kind of was, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. She was a part of, he was a part of the team the longest. That's a good point. Uh, So he, it's like full circle for him. I think we, we know everyone else is like full origin with Drax and everything else. So it's like, let's see it physically. Let's see this one. Oh. Um, I want to... Uh, before we go. Yes. Before we move on. You mentioned Drax. Mm-hmm. I want from both of you, who's more likely to, to die? 
the end of this movie. Dave Batista has said this is his last movie, blah, 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 blah. That doesn't necessarily mean he, he dies. Is. He could also be like fucking with everyone, right? Um, and they could get a I, different muscle man and put him in the green paint. They get John Cena uh, to put him in the green uh, uh, Rocket from the trailers looks like he's not going to make it. Plus, it's I easier to kill. Know. I feel like people keep thinking that scene of Chris Pratt crying, the Star Lord crying, is over him, but I think it's a flashback to his mom, and they're making oh, him see something. Oh, and he's old? Uh, no, they're making him, the High Evolutionary is making him see oh, it, and, like live in the same room oh, as his mom dying in the hospital. Uh, I'm not that That's going to mess me up. I'm not going to do Oh, Rocket won't. That's a great theory. But, um, I don't know if it's over Rocket, but I, I, I'm so sorry. I stand when Dave Batista's gonna die He's because out. those interviews, I think, yeah. I think, he genuinely does want to get out. I think Batista, 100% dead. <laughs> uh, no offense. I think they find a way to yeah, make yeah, Rocket yeah. live. I think, I think so only because, like, again, he's kind of the heart of that. It also, if there's a new iteration of the Guardians after this movie, right? Like, the original cast is kind of like, you know, piecing out. Don't you think like Rocket could be the new leader? He's the new kind of Star Lordish yeah. figure, and maybe, maybe also Mantis. You know, you kind of build something new around Rocket, Mantis, Adam Warlock, whoever. I'll say this too, right? Like James Gunn, for all of the, um, you know, he's he's not afraid to kill off characters, mm -hmm. but he does like a happy ending, right? Yeah. Like, you know, uh, sure, maybe Guardians Two is a little melancholic, where you know. Uh, Yandu dies and it's like a funeral and that's that's pretty sad but like the Guardians accomplish their goals and they're gonna be better people the Suicide Squad I think like Ratcatcher 2 had like a pretty nice ending or mm -hmm. not really remember the end of that movie um, so like I don't think that James Gunn is gonna make necessarily like a really downer end 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 to this film which makes me think maybe Rocket could live and, and starts a new, right. a new Guardians, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if this is the Rocket movie, your protagonist and, and I at think, the end of the movie. I, I think that's a great point, John. And I think just like Tony Stark dying uh, and Captain America retiring doesn't end the Avengers, yeah. I think a couple of these characters dying, retiring, going off to do their own yeah. thing doesn't end the Guardians, totally. right? And we end on like, yay, new Guardians, somebody else is in the ship, right? Like in kind of a more positive way. And so I'm, Sylvester I'm say, Stallone has signed on to a six year <laughs> deal or something. That 90 year old Sylvester Stallone will still <laughs> be piloting the Benatar. That's whatever. I say, yeah, Dave Bautista's Drax, 100% dead. Rocket, I'll put it at a 30%. Oh, wow, that's low. 30%. Okay, okay. Die. 70% live. Okay. I just uh, think it's Drax. Okay. Just tracks. Okay. Uh, we want to shout out a couple. Thank you to everybody that sent in Super Chats. Boogie's World. Nice to hear from you. Daniel Fontanez saying, liked it. I'm going to assume that was the AMC pricing uh, thing. I think he came before that. That. I'm going to assume he meant the stream. Before. Like the stream. Oh, okay. <laughs> liked it. Oh, he liked the sense. video. Yeah, like, subscribe. That That's great. Our, our Canadian friend, Christian Unpronounceable, sending in one. What if Born Again is the full 20 episodes in a row, but it interacts with other MCU properties along its run? I would well, like that. It, it takes place in New York still, right? He's not. It's, it takes like, place in Wisconsin. Like there's a three episode arc that's like Ghost Rider shows up or That'd something like that. I would love That'd that. That would be interesting. It, it is. It is. Twenty eight, episodes is, is a lot 18, to fill. It is eighteen episodes, which 18. is a great multiple of three. You know, we had mm. the Andor structure of three episodes, three episodes, three episodes. Huh? Um, yeah, that would be very. I think fun. that's a really fun idea. I did hear this disgusting rumor, which mm. is again a rumor, probably not true. We in the office kind of were like. That is like a red flag rumor that doesn't make sense to us. That like Coven of Chaos might get delayed until after Born Again, which makes me think that like Born Again could have 
big MCU implications like that. Like, why would you? But I don't see how those two shows are connected. They already started shooting. Yeah, it doesn't make. So that's why I'm saying like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, um, hmm. but. Tell that uh, rumor that it's a liar. That's right. Also, I don't like any rumor that stuff getting delayed. We need stuff earlier, not yeah, later. Uh, right. Jason Morante's in, sneaking in the chat while at work. Hey, don't get fired, Jason Morante. Whatever you do, don't get fired. Yeah, get fired. Have uh, more time to watch the rest. No, that's bad for his, his, his life. <laughs> You're right. Our friend GSU Eagle. FYI, Wakanda Forever physical Blu-ray came out yeah. today. I was, getting my, I was getting my weeks mixed up. Also, we had our content meeting last week, and I was like, yeah, Tuesday the 7th. And then when you brought it up, I was like, I think it's today. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is Tuesday. Because, the because we don't have the break room on Monday, it shifts everything yes. for me. It genuinely does. I don't know how to work. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, GSU. And then, Quentin, thank you for your super chat. Thank you to everybody that was in the chat today. We appreciate you. Um, I should go buy one, um, the Blu-ray, at ooh. Best Buy, because I do like the idea that there's a Wakanda version and a Tolokan version. That's so oh, cool. That's that's really really cool. cool. I'm going to get the Tolokan Also, version. physical media, guys, it ain't dead. That's right. Oh. Suck it, Zaslav. These, these streamers will take your content away if you mm -hmm. don't own it. Uh, thank you, everybody, uh, for watching the show today, yeah, for joining us. Again, we've got a really big week this week. Uh, yesterday we had a Last of Us uh, after show. Friday we'll have another Last of Us after show. Sunday we'll have a big Super Bowl uh, multi-trailer reaction video. We're going to go nuts on that. Uh, so and then we've got some fun stuff in between. Yeah. And then the following week is Deep Dive, Quantumania, Crazy Week in the I mean, stars. the following week is too much. Uh, we can't even talk about it yet. It's an exciting it's, time to It's be too here. much. Uh, thank you all for watching. Head over to nerdriot.shop. Grab yourself one of these goofy mugs. And most importantly, keep it Gucci, Gucci to Moochie. Bye. Goodbye.